What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we are live from New York City, the Big Apple. I am here for an Under Armour event. They flew me out here. I'm going to be making a bunch of content, which you guys will see all over my social media if you follow me on social media. So be prepared to be annoyed and bombarded by me with Under Armour content. One of the exciting things about being here though is that I get to do an in-person podcast. Today we are chatting in person with my friend Emily Abadi. She is the host of the Hurdle podcast. You guys may be familiar with her already because she's already been on my podcast before way back in 2020. She's actually one of the people that really inspired me to start a podcast. I met her way back in 2018 at a Nike event and she's based here in New York City, but she's a part of this Under Armour event with me. She's really awesome. She is another entrepreneur. She's a freelance writer, obviously a podcast host, runner. We have a lot to talk about today about entrepreneurship, running, and so much more. So stay tuned for today's episode with Emily. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than Inside Tracker. When you do what you love, like running, like racing, like enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. And that is where Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by a leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. As you guys probably know already, I've been using Inside Tracker for over a year now and they have helped me so much with tailoring my diet and my lifestyle to my specific needs based off of my blood biomarker that I get analyzed with Inside Tracker. Basically, you fast for 12 hours, then you go get your blood drawn, and it automatically uploads to Inside Tracker's app, and then it analyzes all your biomarkers and gives you a plan of how to improve those biomarkers. Like for me, my B12 is really low, and same with my vitamin D. So knowing this, even though I'm traveling right now, I've made sure to take my athletic green supplement with me, which has a lot of B12, and then also taking my Athletic Greens vitamin D drops with me. I also have my Beam Dream CBD tablets that I take at night that help me sleep a lot better because my cortisol is really high according to Inside Tracker. So there's so many things that you can do that Inside Tracker really helps with and helps you keep track of everything. So right now for a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store using code EMMA20. All you have to do is go to insidetracker.com Emma. The link is in the show notes and you can use code EMMA20 to get that 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Highly recommend for anyone that is really analytical and wants to just tailor their diet to their specific biomarkers and their individual goals just to feel better every day. Now let's get into today's episode with Emily. Okay, Emily, you were already on my podcast before, but it's been literally like a year and a half. So a lot has happened since then. So I'm excited to have you back on in person. In person. We love it. I know. I literally haven't seen you. When was even the last time I saw you? Probably, I don't even know. Pandemic, man. Yeah, before yeah. pandemic. Were you at the Olympic trials? Mm-mm. No. I so should have gone. It's been, it's been a minute then. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming back on my podcast. I know you're a busy woman. She's like running around all day today we're here at an under armor event and you're helping host yeah the event yeah and all of the i don't even know what it's called little i'm like logist- i'm logisticizing i'm hosting i'm having conversations in front of large groups of people it's something i'm pretty good at these days yeah honestly you really are like you were up there and you were doing your thing and i was like you have a very good presence like public speaking presence and i envy that because i'm not good at public speaking but and even your responses to people in person when you're interviewing people, it's just very like professional and you do a really good job. Oh my God. This is like the Emily flattery hour. <laughs> I, I'm about it. I'm about it. Thank you. No, Thank you. I guess do you have a, like a background in that or do this just from like experience over time? I think it's just experience over time. I went to, as we talked about in the first episode, I went to UConn and double majored in journalism and political science and knew I wanted to write, but definitely never thought about doing on-camera work or anything like that. And since I started the show, I have a podcast, it's called Hurdle. Since I started Hurdle about five years ago, as one would imagine, when you are 
a host of something, that word comes with you and it follows you. So once I started hosting a podcast, brands were like, we have these events and we need a host. And then it kind of started to to roll out from there. So I've been hosting uh, more and more, especially since the world has started to open up a little bit in the pandemic. And yeah. I would say that my best tip for anyone who like wants to get better of speaking in front of other people would probably be to do what you're doing right now. Because especially if you're the person that's editing your show and you hear how you speak <laughs> and the ums and the likes, you will learn to edit yourself IRL and then it kind of, you know, just becomes magical from there. Yeah, I think I'm still learning the um and the like thing because it's been <laughs> so many years of me, you know, recording things or, I mean, the podcast has only been two years now, but the ums and the likes I have, I think that's why people don't ask me to host any of their events because <laughs> because they listen to the episode, they're like, this girl is not professional. Oh, that but, is so not true. So no, but I do agree. Like, I have never been good at public speaking. It was kind of a fear of mine in college just to speak in front of people. And I was a business major, so we'd have to give presentations. Public speaking, my number one, like, worst thing quality in my like business world or whatever and then I started the podcast and it really helped me improve my public speaking skills I guess or just even talking to strangers mm -hmm. or even dating like that's just really random but I feel like I can literally talk to a doorknob now like I, I can do anything I can keep on a conversation with myself too because I'm on camera all the time so now I just entertain the masses but I do agree that like if you want to get better at public speaking what really helps is the podcast so i would agree yeah so much has happened what has life been like for you since covid and everything and like how was the covid experience because i think when we first talked it was pretty I know, it was only like two months or something into covid so things were still on the early stages the early stages yeah. before we really knew what we were yeah. <laughs> really getting into gonna last oh my god um you know what all things considered i feel pretty lucky i like many single women during the pandemic. It certainly had its ups and downs, but like these women, I kind of poured myself into work. And so for me, a lot of that time spent alone was really working on the show, doing a lot of writing. I freelance write when I'm not working on Hurdle. So saying a lot of yes, which maybe I wouldn't have said yes to before, uh, but I had the bandwidth and I had the time. I mean, over the pandemic, Hurdle went from twice weekly to three times weekly, and it's still three times oh weekly. Gosh. I know. I look at how much you post. I'm like, dude, how do you do that? I post once and I'm like stressed about it. I feel like every <laughs> week, unless I do one interview extra throughout the week, and then I'm like, that's too much talking. <sighs> it's a lot. It's or a even lot. today, it's like you've been talking all day and you've been running around all day. Like, how do you do it? How do you talk? Listen, um, I'm trying to build an empire over here. So it's I great. will say, though, I have had to employ certain like vocal tactics okay. to make sure that I don't mess up my voice if I have a lot of talking to do. Like what? So I am actually highly cognizant of how loud I'm talking if I'm in a room of people and like <laughs> like at a bar. Yeah. Like if I'm at a bar and it's really loud and a lot of people are talking, like I just won't compete. Like I'll just probably hang out and stay pretty silent yeah. because I know that if I try to speak in that bar, I lose my voice obscenely easily, which is not ideal when you use it for your work. Uh, and so like I've definitely been out, like if I'm out with friends for a weekend or something or on a trip and by like day two, day three, day four, I'm like, mm, gotta stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop talking now. That's so funny. Yeah, I can't imagine talking for that long. Like, I know. I talk a lot. And I feel like that's one of the things that if you want to have a podcast, like you have to like to talk, obviously, because that's what a podcast is. But I can't even imagine doing it three times a week. I'm curious, though, like when the pandemic was happening, I remember for me, because like I my income is relied on a lot of like brands and small businesses, small businesses in quotes, like I don't have W-2s. They're all 1099s or whatever, if people know tax stuff, if you're not two years or too young. Um, <laughs> two years old. Two years old listening to this podcast. Um, were you scared at all, though, for, like, your income when the pandemic started? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, and you could probably relate to this, feel lucky that I'm in this niche of health and wellness because a lot of the brands were really demanded in 
brought up like to the forefront because we all started to really think about our health and prioritize it maybe in ways that we hadn't before. And so a lot of my sponsors, despite the awful situation that was going on in the world, were doing quite well and selling a lot of products. Uh, and so I only lost at, you know, one point or another a sponsor for a little bit or um, maybe they would come back into the fold. Or in that case, if I lost one, then I was able to seek out a different partnership. Uh, I try to keep one in every like category, so to speak. So I'd have like my AG1, my all-in-one supplement sponsor. Then I had a CBD sponsor. Then I would have a recovery sponsor. So if someone in one of the buckets fell out, if there was another brand that was in my rotation that I was interested in exploring, then I would open up that conversation with a different brand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when when the pandemic hit, I was so scared for, like, how it was going to be impacted. But like you said, I think the niche that we're in, like, I mean, I would say I'm definitely more in the running niche than the health and wellness. Like, I mean, I guess a little bit, like, Athletic Greens and stuff, like, they sponsor me too and everything. But it was really scary just being so reliant on these brands. But I think we... I don't know, lucked out is a bad term for the situation, but I honestly think with like the extra time and focusing so much on business and, you know, being honed in on everything at home, I think it ultimately helped, <laughs> helped me in my business, like starting this podcast for you, like just really sitting down and then being able to do three episodes a week or whatever. I think it really did help. I guess, but how is it now adjusting? Like, because that was easier when you were locked down. How is it now? Now you're in real life. You know, some days I look at what I comically want to get done in a single day, and I'm like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Like, today I hosted one virtual event. I'm here with you on site for Under Armour, uh, hosted another series of conversations for a few hours. I had to produce a podcast, edit another podcast, go on a run, like write an article. It it's insane, yeah. right? But the proof of whether or not I feel as though I am doing the right thing for me is if I can take a step back and genuinely say I get enjoyment out of all of the work that I do. That's not to say that at times I don't feel spread thin, but I take a grateful approach at it and I literally say to myself how lucky am I that my passion and what I feel to be my purpose to enable people to live healthier and happier lives are literally colliding in a way that I get to monetize literally how lucky am I yeah yeah it is so true and whatever that quote is where it's like if you love what you do you never work a day in your life but it really <laughs> is true I mean people ask me as a self-employed person whose entire life is on the internet I don't really get tired of it. Like, I kind of love it. I love that it's my job, even though it's 24-7. I kind of love it because it's so organic, and I really do love sharing my life on the internet, and I love talking to people. So I guess it's kind of that, like, same thing, even though it really is overwhelming at time and times, and there's definitely pros and cons. I feel like the pros obviously outweigh the cons. For me, something I've struggled with, though, is not having anyone, like, tell me what to do or not having anyone tell me what I'm doing is correct mm. or, like, or, like, the right path. I guess, do you have any, like, have you ever gone through something like that where you just, I don't even know what the right term is. It's a little really, bit of imposter syndrome? I mean, yeah, it is like imposter syndrome, but it's just the constant, like, you never have anyone telling you that you're, it's not even doing a good job, it's just like what you're doing is the correct path of being an entrepreneur or anything. Do you have any, I guess, thoughts on that? I definitely sympathize with that feeling. And I feel as though that's when it's really important to do that audit of who you keep around you. And it doesn't need to be in a business sense, but to have friends and family that you can just reach out to and be like, hey, can you help me talk through this thing that I'm working on? They might not be knee deep in your field or your industry, but in that case, sometimes just talking it out, you have to trust your gut, right? Yeah. So it helps for them to give you feedback. But at the end of the day, that conversation more often than not is really just you talking to yourself and doing it in a way that doesn't make you feel crazy by actually talking to yourself. Yeah. So I would say that for me, when I really feel like, can someone just tell me I'm doing a good job? <laughs> I'll call my close friend or I'll hit up my dad and be like, I just wonder right now, like, if I'm truly messing up or, like, what do you think about this? And then beyond that, 
Also, having a legitimate way that you take care of yourself. I know self-care can sound super like wah-wah, floozy, whatever, but at the end of the day, like you got to take care of you and you got to put yourself first. So asking myself when I'm like falling into this self-doubt cycle or the negative talk in my head like really amps up, more often than not, when that is happening, I am truly lacking and falling like behind on the ways that I usually take care of myself. So doing that inner audit as well and asking what is it that I should be doing? What can I be changing about my routine right now? Why am I not journaling? Why am I not doing the breath work that I know makes me feel good? And if I get back into those good practices for myself, then it helps combat that negative self-talk that's going on in my head. So what's like a typical self-care routine then? I don't have any good routines to be honest. Other than like exercising, like I really do love to exercise. Yeah. Um, and eat well, like I do eat well. But then beyond that, I have nothing really. I do, I have started meditating because I don't know. I My cortisol levels are really high. So that's something that I've been working on. Um, but that's kind of it in terms of like routines throughout the day. Yeah, no, I hear that. For me, I also have gone through cycles in my life where I've been like, what is your self-care practice right now aside from moving your body? And I got to a point where I came to understand that it was really important that I found an outlet that was more than just movement because I was taking it at times maybe a little bit too far. With Uh, with like movement? With just like needing to go run for a certain amount of time, never to an extent that I would say was like self-harm or like too, too much. But just like for my mental health, I couldn't go run every single day or I couldn't have the time to go run every single day or go work out every single day. So I needed to find other modalities that made me feel like I was filling up my cup so that in turn, I could pour for other people. So what that looks like for me these days on a good day is uh, incorporating, I have a stellar morning routine. I I know, know, bro. I watch your Instagram stories and I'm like, How do you do that? You just got to find something (laughs) that works for you. And this just happens to be the thing that works for me because then I actually feel calm going into my day. Yeah. So you don't need to go run a marathon every morning to be able to feel calm and handle your day. In fact, I would highly recommend that you don't do that. (laughs) But you can find these little rituals that will get back to yourself. My rituals right now include waking up, walking directly to the Nespresso machine, (laughs) making an espresso, I feel like you can appreciate that. Of course. Then I make my bed while the Nespresso machine is making my little Nespresso. Then I come back into the living room and I take that to my coffee table where I sit down on my couch and I open my iPad, which I basically only use to do open breath work right now. Well, that's what I that's what I started doing is yeah. open um, breath work as well. Yeah. So I'll pick one that's between three and five minutes on this app and they have breath work and they have meditation and they have movement and I'll choose one that's between three and five minutes and I'll do that. And then I'll journal. And I used to do it the other way around and that I would sit down journal and then do the breath work and then get ready to work out. But what I learned by talking to my life coach is that I'm trying to feel more in my life instead of just like make to-do lists and like get stuff done. And so if I want to get to a place of feeling before I write about things that are going on in my life in my journal, then it can be really helpful to like come into my body and breathe. So I've been doing the breath work. I actually recently interviewed the founder of Open, uh, Minaj, and he was like so insightful and I learned so much from him. Uh, That episode's in the feed now. And he is encouraging me to do breath work and then meditate. Cranking up that practice from like three to five minutes to 10 minutes is like an aggressive ask, but I'm not anti, I just need to get there. So I think it's going to start with like, three and three, and then I can progress. But then I journal, then I move my body in some way, whether that's a run uh, or a Peloton or some sort of strength moment. And then I just shower and get ready for my work day. And so some days I'm sitting down at my computer by like 9, 9.30. Other days it's like 10, just depends on the day. But that would probably be a benefit to being self-employed uh, is that I have the freedom to make my own schedule. And some days it's not even sitting down to the computer, right? It's running to a meeting or going to a photo shoot or who knows what. Well, that's what I found hard about this career, I guess. Yours, I mean, you live in New York City, so it's going to be look different than mine. But the just lack of structure in my day in terms of like meetings and stuff, and you're going around doing different stuff, I find it hard to like have a set routine every day. But 
I mean, your morning routine is a perfect example of how you have something that is structured in your morning that gives you like stability. And then even maybe the rest of your day doesn't look like sitting down at a desk all day. You still have like that morning routine to fall back on. So. Yeah, but weren't you going for a walk to get your cold brew and then you started getting it delivered? Okay. <laughs> okay, I stopped getting it delivered. I will say I stopped. So <laughs> my Dash Pass free trial ran out, so I'm not paying even more now to get my cold brew delivered. So I do try and go walk to get my cold brew in the morning. I've kind of have been lazy though. I've been driving, but I've been driving to a coffee shop. So then I, you know, do my work there. So at least I'm getting out of my apartment, but then I don't do any other morning routine other than my, see my breath work. I started, I, my uh, alarm, no, my alarm doesn't even go off a lot of the days. I just wake up naturally to, at whatever time. Mm -hmm. And then in the morning, I, the first thing I do is grab my phone and then I do my breath work in my bed. <laughs> Which I don't think he's good, but I'm like, I don't know. I need, I like a morning routine like yours. I'm envious of it. I need to do it because I know it makes me like stable. It keep it's just such a good way to start your morning having that structured stability or whatever. But I think there's just one thing that needs to shift. The only thing that needs to shift is you get out of your bed <laughs> to do the breath work, and that yeah. is what I can't run home enough. Firstly, everyone's routine is going to look different. But secondly, meet yourself where you're at, yeah. right? So if you know that this is the habit that you have at this moment, the last thing I'm going to tell you to do is to pick up a 20-minute breathwork or meditation routine that you have to do first thing in the morning without fail. Like, no, you're not there. So start small. Make a smart goal and then move forward. Start yeah. with three minutes of breathwork. Just make that mission to do it not in your bed. Yeah. That is very true. You gotta start small. I'm just so all or nothing that I have a problem with that. Brief little intermission here to talk about one of my long-term sponsors, Green Chef. You guys know I love Green Chef. It's a CCOF certified meal kit company that makes eating well with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals like me, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. You guys, I'm so excited because when I get right back from New York, I'm gonna have a Green Chef box delivered straight to my door. The ingredients are pre-measured and prepped, which saves me so much time because then I don't have to worry about chopping up everything and worrying about how much of what to put in where. I also don't even have to worry about meal planning or prepping or anything, or even grocery shopping. They also have pre-made and measured sauces, dressings, and spices, which makes each meal even more delicious and flavorful. There's 24 always changing recipes to choose from every week so you never get bored. I literally can't wait. And one thing I love about Green Chef is that they have a Mediterranean preference, which packs together fresh flavors and premium proteins and everything is just really fresh and tastes so good. I can't even describe to you how good these meals are, you guys. And I, it's the like one thing I'm most excited about getting home from New York. Right now you can go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. The link is in the show notes as per usual, so go try out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Now let's get back into today's episode. You, Kate, you touched on this a couple minutes ago, talking about like with your life coach that you need to feel more rather than just go, 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 go. I am so guilty of that where it's like I distract myself with work and with tasks that I don't think I was really feeling and I was constantly in the state of trying to improve myself and I think I got to a point where I was like exhausted because all I would do all day is just work, 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 work and then just figure out how I can improve myself in some way and then go to bed. And I was never like letting myself actually feel how I felt on the day. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, how did you come to that consensus with your life coach? Yeah, so I'm working with a life coach that does what is commonly referred to as core energy coaching. And what that means is before I started working with her, I did a 90 question or so quiz that basically asked me a bunch of questions about how I go about my life and handle different situations. And the result of that quiz was a better understanding of where most of my energies lie in one of, I believe, five different categories. I'm actually in July going to start myself taking the certification course that she took because I think that becoming a certified life coach will be really helpful for me in what I do and how I hope to continue to work with women going forward. 
but I digress. So we learned that I am a heavy thinker, which is a lot of what we're talking about here, like very task oriented, doesn't like to feel, just likes to like make a to-do list and go through the to-do list and stay busy. And when we learned that, knowing that about myself helps me learn about myself and see patterns in the way that I handle certain situations and then try to break those patterns so that I can level up in my interactions. I know being someone that is a heavy thinker and a to-do lister that it is important if I want to get to a lot of the different, you know, benchmarks and accomplish some of the goals that I have in my life that I'm going to need to feel more. Like I'm going to need to open myself up and if I do that, then hopefully the things that I want in my life, whether that be uh, career success or perhaps like, I don't know, a husband, like those things one day <laughs> might happen for me. Yeah. Not to say that they're impossible if I don't take the time to feel, but I want to feel because I want to be more present in what's going on in my day to day. And I found that before I started being cognizant of the way that I was handling some of my interactions and processing certain information, my journal entries in the morning would literally be just me recounting the <laughs> schedule from the day before. Like I woke up, I did this interview, I sat down with Emma, I went to dinner, and that's cool and all, like, to be able to look back and see what I was doing on a certain date, but how'd you feel doing those things? Yeah. And, like, did you enjoy them? How did that make you want to change a certain behavior or do something differently? Like, that's what I want to get into because I want to learn from myself so that I can be better as I go forward. So what have you learned so far? And like, and how have you been tapping into your feelings? More? Yeah, my God, <laughs> it's like, it's like therapy. A, I don't think I've ever like said that <laughs> phrase in a podcast. How have you been tapping into I'm your here. feelings more? I'm here for you, Em. Uh, I have learned in some of this inquisitory work that I can be really avoidant, especially when it comes to my friendships and perhaps my romantic relationships. And instead of perhaps saying how I feel or articulating that something made me unhappy or like very happy, I'll just kind of like want to walk away from it and let it be and not express myself. And by not expressing myself, I am more often than not making a story in my head that's not actually what's happening right in front of me in that moment. So it could be something as simple as like a breakdown in communication for who was going to make a dinner reservation or something like we talked about doing something on Saturday, but then something came up and like neither of us followed up. And then in my head, I'm making this story about why this person didn't follow up with me about making the plan on Saturday. And that's not really what's going on at all. So by just telling someone how I feel about a situation rather than, I'm not sitting there and being like, you're a bad person. I could just tell you, hey, it kind of hurt my feelings when you didn't follow up about Saturday. And sometimes if I realize that I want to say a sentence like that, then I'm like, well, why didn't I follow up about Saturday? Yeah. Like it makes me just really evaluate my behaviors, the behaviors of the people around me and ask myself, what relationships do I really want to engage with? And what relationships in my life make me feel good? What in my life actually makes me feel good? Because if I'm not articulating if something's making me feel good or bad, then I'm not taking responsibility for what I'm going to do moving forward. Yeah. And I need to take responsibility over my own actions too. Yeah. So what throughout the day like makes you feel good and what has made you feel bad that you've come to realize? This oh my is God. literally just like a therapy session. Um, I'm just so curious. I mean, the things that make me feel good, like we want to talk about like a, the morning routine. Yeah. Like I know that taking the time for myself in the morning makes me feel good. I know that like I am a big acts of service person, but definitely don't have the financial means to like buy someone I love something really grand every single day of my life. Yeah. So how can I check in with them more regularly? so that they know that I'm there for them. And by giving to them, that in turn makes me feel really good. I kind of gut check with myself when I notice that I may be feeling more withdrawn or more reserved. Am I talking to the same person all the time? Is that person good for me in my life? Yeah. And sometimes the answer to that question is going to be a really difficult one to confront, right? Especially when it comes to situations where you really care about someone, whether it's like platonic or not platonic. It's yeah. like, if 
that person you realize doesn't make you feel good, if you're not taking the time to like do that audit with yourself, then you're just going to keep getting yourself back into a situation that might be detrimental for you. And that's not what anybody wants. Yeah. Yeah. So how, like, I mean, I was a fellow single woman during COVID. It was rough, man. Rough, Living man. alone too. Hell yeah. And working alone. Yeah, here it, was, we are. it was a lonely time. Yeah. Um, how has dating been for you in like New York City and how have you approached it? You know, now COVID is, I mean, it's not over, but it's, people are dating again, I guess. How has it been? Uh, I have nothing to report. <laughs> I haven't been making dating a priority because, surprise, I've been traveling a lot for work, yeah. working a lot, but it definitely is probably my biggest priority going into this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, aside from like the work commitments that I already have, I'm really trying to open myself up to being more vulnerable in that space. And someone told me something that I come back to a lot, that there's a difference between being open and being inviting. So I think that <laughs> over the last like few years, I've been open to dating, but maybe I haven't invited it so much because I, I kept some situationships or just like individuals in my life that um they weren't the thing but because i care about them it just maybe lingered for a little too long so i have in my work to be more inviting and not just open walked away from those situationships and it felt really difficult but i'm really proud of myself for doing it yeah yeah a lot of people ask me as a i mean I'm a strong, independent woman. Yeah. Just like I don't know. I'm very happy being alone, and I'm sure you are like the same way. I mean, there's obviously a need for some sort of like romantic relationship yeah. in the future or whatever. But I don't know. I'm just a very comfortable being alone and independent. How are you so comfortable being, you know, just alone a lot, or yeah. just not having that in your life? Because I know people ask me that all the time. I don't really even have a good answer. I think just. I've kind of always been that way, but I'm curious you're taking, you are good at articulating things. So maybe you have a good way of, of putting it. Listen, this is what I'll say. You don't get good at being by yourself overnight and you don't get good at being by yourself just because you've been forced to spend time by yourself. You get good at being by yourself when you take the time to get to know who you are. And until you can articulate what your values are, what you're passionate about, the things that make you feel good, then being alone is going to be a really scary experience, yeah. right? And for me, it took a really big heartbreak, to be honest, to get to a point where I was willing to learn those things about myself and to spend more time alone. I was already living alone at the time when I went through this, and it was before I started the show, so we're talking about five years ago, but I was in my like mid to late 20s, and I was at a point where it was kind of like saddle up and get good on being on your own or like linger in the malaise of feeling kind of like upset all the time, and I was fed up with being upset all the time, so I did something that was extremely extremely uncomfortable and I booked a solo trip to Italy. Oh my god. Totally eat, pray, Emily moment and I went to Italy and I spent 10 days there and I thought that I was going to go there and literally like just bawl my eyes out the entire time but ultimately it was the best thing I've ever done. I cried for like three seconds when I got in the Uber <laughs> to the airport and then it was done and I was like in my element and just learning about myself and Again, it wasn't easy, and that doesn't mean that there aren't days when I'm spending time alone or, you know, stretches during the COVID pandemic that I would have killed to have, like, companionship and more, like, of some sort of something that wasn't me sitting by myself. Yeah. But ultimately... I know that like I am good by myself and I have worth alone and knowing that and not just being like, I think I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. So... Now I know in seeking out whatever my life thing will be that I'm not looking for like two parts to make a whole, like I am a whole freaking person. So this person that comes into my space is gonna have to know who they are and then together we can be better. Yeah. Another little intermission here to talk about one of my favorite products I've been using lately and a newer sponsor of the podcast, Koros. You guys know I've been rocking with my Koros Pace 2 watch. I'm literally obsessed with it. I brought it all the way to New York with me. I brought the charger with me too, but I don't even need the charger for my Pace 2 really while I'm here because I'm only gonna be here for like three days and the battery life on this watch is so insane that I could literally go a week wearing it every day without having to charge it, I feel like which is way different than any of the other GPS watches I've ever used. I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of other professional runners or people talk about the Koros watches, 
Specifically, the Pace 2, I think, is the best watch for runners to use. Specifically for their track workout setting, I feel like this is the best GPS watch I've used for track workouts compared to other ones that are just harder to navigate with. The ease of use of this watch is so insane. All you have to do is press two buttons and then you're off and running. And the watch, both the watch and the app are really easy to use. It's really easy to sync the watch to the Koros app and then it's automatic to Strava, instant, super seamless. The watch is also really lightweight, so you won't be weighed down when you're doing these track workouts. And it just fits really well on your wrist and it just looks really classy too. I have the white one and the quality of the watch is insane. Highly recommend for anyone looking to get a GPS watch, the Koros Pace 2 is the way to go. Right now you can go to koros.com, that's C-O-R-O-S.com and use code COLDBREW for a free accessory with a watch purchase. So all you have to do is just add the accessory like a band, a charger, or a piece of apparel to the cart before checking out and apply the code COLDBREW and you get that accessory for free with a watch purchase. The link is in the show notes as per usual. Go check out the Koros Pace 2 and use code COLDBREW to get that free accessory. Now let's get back into today's episode. Yeah. I'm so curious, what's your type? Do you have a type? I don't know, man. <laughs> Every in a dating show. I'm just so curious. I mean, I, I look at you and you're someone who's an entrepreneur. I've been single a long time, entrepreneur, yeah. whatever. So I'm just curious, like, what, what are you looking for? I honestly, when I think about, like, what I'm looking for, it's a lot of characteristics. Like, if I was to show you photos of, like, the... I would say like four or five serious relationships I've ever been in. They all look dramatically different. Yeah. So I don't have like one physical type except for the fact that we need to share like movement and activity. Yeah. Uh, and not necessarily like at the same time. I always joked with my family that hopefully like the guy that I marry is like at least down to do the turkey trot. But yeah. I don't need you to wake up every morning and like go run six miles with me. I do need you to have a movement practice because in my experience dating someone uh, who isn't super active, they have come to resent me a little bit because it is such a big part of my life. And I think that's something that I want to share with my partner on top of like the everyday things. Also, like that's what I think about when I travel, like when I do things in my life, I'm looking for experiences that involve activity and I am seeking someone who can keep up. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I couldn't imagine dating someone that wasn't active. Me neither. What do you even do all day? I know. Yeah. I can see how someone could come, like, to resent someone else, though, because it's like, if well, first of all, if you're waking up at 6 a.m. every day, you're going to be waking them up, probably. Yep. But then, I mean, they're probably envious at some in some element, because, I mean, everyone wants to be an active person, I feel like, because it makes you feel good. Yeah. So I can see how that would happen, but... Um, that's very interesting though. I mean, I'm sure you'll find your person eventually. <sighs> Thanks, Sam. I mean, not that you need that from me, you already know that, but... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Um, well, what... I want kind of want to talk about running a bit, though, because yes. this is a running-ish podcast. But yes. I, I like picking your brain about entrepreneurship stuff and, I guess, dating because dating is always interesting. But um, I know you, you were injured last year for a bit because you were going to run the London Marathon, was it? Yeah. And then you got injured. How has that? How was that, like, process just deciding that you weren't going to do it? And then what has it been like since then? So I'm injured again right now. Oh no. I'm dealing with some plantar fasciitis and like trying to figure out how to navigate that at the moment. I last year went through a, let's call it a strained psoas. 
So I just like on the day after my final long run leading up to London, long run felt great. And I woke up the next morning and felt as though I had done an extreme ab workout. Ugh. And when have you ever had sore abs from a long run? Like never. I would say like my hips maybe right. sore, but like but it, not it like wasn't your, even your hips. No, it was my abs. Like I literally felt like I did 8,000 crunches. And so I, I waited a few days and then I tried to run and like it didn't feel right. And so long story short, long story story short, I strained my psoas and that recovery took about two months. And in that two month period, I made the call not to run London, but was still able to toe the line for New York. So I ended up running the New York marathon. Thankfully I was fine. Everything went well. Uh, and then since then the, that injury has been pretty solid. Like nothing has really spoken up, so to speak, but uh, I have been dealing now with like a little bit of nagging plantar fasciitis for the last, I would say like it's been in the ecosystem for about five months, but like got bad about a month and a half, two months ago around Boston. Uh, I didn't run Boston. I was just up up there doing some work. So it's frustrating as hell. Uh, anyone who's had plantar fasciitis, it's like the most nagging, annoying injury. Yeah, uh, and especially because like you just don't know how long it's going to last. So been doing my calf raises and my clamshells and all of my stuff and just hoping that it gets a little better. I've been, you know, not really running more than a 5K here and there. Uh, and we'll kind of see what happens. I'm hoping to finally run London this year. So yeah. I'm pretty diligent in doing the work to get me where I need to be. And that's what I will say. I know that it's really easy to be nearsighted when it comes to running and running goals, especially when you have something that you're after that's in the short term. But if there's anything I can run home here, it's that you are in your body for your life. And it is frustrating as all hell, but it's the best thing that you can do is to listen to it when something acts up and get the help that you need so that you can be a lifelong runner. Because I would be devastated if something that could take me out for a month, I pushed it and then I was out for a year. Yeah, I think a lot of, especially younger runners struggle with that, is just pushing past injury and then making it worse. And they're out for way longer than they could have been if they just took time off initially. Right. How do you stay sane then, like during this time period of not being able to run much? Yeah, the good news is that I have a good support system and I also am pretty flexible like in my methods. So I have a Peloton bike at home, which I love. I, excuse me, also have been getting into yoga a little bit, just trying to find other ways to move my body in whatever way helps me feel good. I've also taken a new liking to infrared saunas. <laughs> That's so random. Well, when you run and you sprint around a track, you get to that sweat-drenched place. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to find that if you're not doing plyometrics or running. Yeah. So you can get it on a spin bike, but I certainly get to a place where I miss just feeling beside myself, like out of it. That's like, well, that's literally me with every other form of exercise other than running, even on the spin bike or whatever. Cycling like, kind of mimics it, but I, if I'm not running, I really do miss that feeling of just dying. I don't know why it's so addictive. I don't even know, probably like the endorphins that are going through your head or whatever when it's happening. But that is really interesting that you point that out though. But the infrared sauna does something. I just love the the sweat drenched okay. feeling of the infrared sauna. So I've been doing that like once a week about, or maybe twice a week if I'm feeling splurgy. Yeah. But yeah, I really like that. <laughs> so what are like your lifelong goals with running, I guess? Lifelong running goals. I definitely want to do all the world majors. I've got London, Berlin, and Tokyo left. Mm -hmm. So hopefully London this year. And outside of that, I really just want to be a lifelong runner. You know, forever I wanted to break the six minute mile. I did that a year or two ago. And I'm so thankful I did that. Hey, you could have improved it tomorrow. <laughs> I could have. I could have. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, I just want to be a lifelong runner and be able to share this thing I love with the people that I love and to keep doing it. What does like running mean to you, I guess? Because to me, it was always something growing up that I was good at. So I just was kind of sentenced to run. I don't know if that's the right term. That's a, kind of a negative term talking about it. But I guess someone, you found it later in life. I guess what, what does running bring to your life? Running brings me solace, it brings me freedom, and it reminds me that I am capable and that I can probably do most anything I set my mind to. There 
are so many days as an entrepreneur and candidly as a woman that we are made to feel like we aren't good enough or maybe that we don't deserve something. And the lessons I learn on the run instill in me that I am capable and I have worth and I bring that literally to everything that I do. Yeah, I love that. Well, what are your goals for work? Oh my God. <laughs> Emma, world domination. I told you, this is where we're going. Hey, you're heading in that direction. Even since I met you, you've done <laughs> some really cool things. Listen, my goal, like I said at the top of this episode, is literally just to empower women to live healthier, happier, more motivated lives. And so when I think about what my goals are, eventually the broadest sense of that is reaching as many women as I can. The more narrow, like nitty gritty, one day, maybe in the next two years, I want to get a book deal. I'm Ooh. really excited about that. And to be able to flesh out like some more of my writing, I started as, you know, a written word journalist. So I think that I, I know that I have a book in me and <laughs> it's really been just shaping what that looks like and outlining that. One of my first jobs, my second job, actually, I worked in book publishing. So I have a lot of contacts in that space and that's something that really excites me. Outside of that, uh, more hyper-local events. So I started doing a series that I call the Hurdle Huddle and say that five times fast. <laughs> and it's been like really rewarding to see like aha moments of women that are kind of stepping into their own potential. And I want to be able to do that more in major cities and perhaps turn it from what it is in format now to uh, a full day or multi-day event. So the format now is like about a two hour workshop and I'd love to expand that into something that is a ticketed event where people can come and meet other people that identify as hurdlers or are just looking to do some work on themselves, maybe get better at spending some time alone mm -hmm. and uh, empower them to do just that and to take the steps that they need to again, live a, a healthier life that works for them. Is there anyone that you kind of look up to, I guess in the female entrepreneur space or is it you just kind of paving your own way? I definitely have uh, some ladies that I look up to. For me, I think that, how do I say this? <laughs> Basically, there are so many different people that we can garner inspiration from, right? And we always hear that quote, like inspiration is the most sincere form of flattery. For me, like if you're not looking to other people for inspiration, then you're doing something wrong. But I always want to be authentic to who I am and carve my own path. I feel really lucky that there are women in my life that support me and cheer me on. Um, when it comes to like the health and wellness space, I have been able to have a lot of conversations with so many of these women that support me. And some of these relationships have been literally born out of the fact that like we sat down yeah. for the podcast together. So, um, I mean, literally whenever I have like an entrepreneurial decision or I want to kind of like pulse check my why, I lean into some of these like outstanding women to, to get their feedback. I feel like I'm going to like reserve a little name drop here because I'm just going to like, yeah, know, I'm going to reserve it. That's, yeah, that's totally <laughs> fine. No, but I agree. Like I'm, even having conversations like this, yeah. I feel like I just get to know someone so much better that it really is powerful. And I have created a lot of like not even networking, but it's just different relationships with people that I would have never, you would never just ask someone to have an hour long conversation with you. So that's another benefit to having a podcast. But yeah, yeah. I know. I, I totally recognize that. And I think that, uh, I have like mentors that I feel like are doing a lot of the things that I want to do. Yeah. And so I just look at what they're doing and I'm like, how do I get there? What do I do? Who do I need to talk to? And so I feel lucky to even come into a space where someone that I feel has like got it figured out is willing to sit down and talk to me so that I can figure it out too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you got to go run and do stuff, but we have a few listener questions, um, to get into. We love listener questions. Um, have you ever spotted a trend that you started in the wild? Oh my God. Like the lace up? Yeah. I've seen, I mean, in the wild being on social media, yeah. but I get tagged in someone's lace up every single day. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That must be really exciting though. Cause then you're like, that person is thinking about you doing it and how you've inspired them. So that in turn feels good. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. For those of you who are just learning about the lace up, <laughs> 
It is uh, what I do maybe once or twice a week where I sit down and I tie my sneakers in 15 seconds on Instagram and hashtag the lace up. So if you're listening to this and you want me to repost you over <laughs> at Emily Body, make sure to do the lace up and tag me in it and put go. on a good track because we like music and we like beats. <laughs> Gotta add some cool vibes to your story. Yeah. Um, do you have a quote that you've been, you know, thinking about lately or anything? Are you a quotes girl? I'm a, I'm a quotes girl. Um, not like a lot of quotes. I yeah. do put one in my newsletter every week. So if you're listening to this and you have a good quote that you want to share with me, I'm always all ears because I'm hunting them. I live my life by a few of them. All it takes is all you've got. Uh, my family motto is do good. And I also always tell myself just to do the best I can with what I have. So I go back and forth between those often that's kind of where I sit with it. Okay. How do you have so much energy? <laughs> Great question. Uh, Nespresso, morning routine, and uh, there's to be better every single day. What is life like in like the social media podcast limelight? Do you feel famous? I don't feel famous. I do feel literally like I have an opportunity most days, like, I have an opportunity to help someone else. I recognize that I won't be everyone's cup of tea, but at the end of the day, if I let the people that doubt me or are willing to say negative things to me govern what I do with my life, then I am severely missing the point. So I remember I sat down with Tunde Oyunane for the show not long ago, and she said to me that when she became a Peloton instructor, she was dealing with the repercussions that come with stepping into the spotlight, so to speak. And one of her friends, who also is in some sort of a public-facing role, asked her, would you ever comment something nasty on someone's page? And Tunde was like, no. And then she asked her again, like, would you ever comment something nasty on someone's page? And she's like, no. And she's like, then why would you let that person who you would never take an opinion from in real life actually make you feel bad about yourself? Like, you got to move forward. And so I think about that a lot. It's it's not easy. There's always going to be someone that has an opinion about something that you're doing. But the best thing that you can do is know your purpose, know your mission, and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's just an un... I don't even know. It's so hard to deal with when you first get started, too. And yes. People start hating on you for... Because you seem like you're... Or, like, anyone feels like they're putting out good into the world You most of the time if they're on social media or anything. So then having someone... I guess say otherwise it makes you feel bad but I do like that um advice okay the last question do you have any advice to I guess your younger self 1.5 years ago the last time that we did this like anything that you would tell yourself two-ish years ago always ask for more and maybe sometimes you've got to do that before you're ready but if you are the only thing that's limiting you, then that's a problem. So don't be scared to ask for what you want because the worst thing that someone's going to tell you is no. So just go for it. I love that. Shooting your shot. Shoot your shot, that's, kid. That's one of my main mottos, so I love it. Um, well, what, what do you want to plug? End of the episode. <sighs> at Emily Abadi, at Hurdle Podcast. You can listen to Hurdle wherever you listen to this beautiful show. And make sure to hype up and review this podcast yeah. because it's important. It, the reviews, the ratings, <laughs> they mean a lot to us. They do mean a lot. I say it on every episode, but I don't think people really realize how much it does impact me because you don't get any comments or anything from podcasts. You only get to see the reviews. That's basically all you get and the listener numbers, but that's about yeah. it. So... Thank you so much for joining us. To close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's in-person episode of Combos Over Cold Brew. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from Emily. It's always great catching up with her. She had a lot of good advice, so I hope you guys take some of that. And one of the main pieces of advice she said is to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me. Like we said, we don't really get a lot of feedback on the podcasts side of things. So it means the world when I read one of your guys' awesome reviews. Follow us on Instagram at comms over cold brew pod to be up to date on the latest episode and submit listener questions. I've got to go get a good night's sleep. I'm sprinting that Under Armour all out mile tomorrow. Well, it's today if you're listening to this on Thursday, but you know what I mean. All right. Peace out, fellas. Catch you all next week.